Hi, welcome back to the Gucci podcast. A Hero's Journey is the title of a new series of films created by Gucci and GQ Sports. Each chapter explores the lives of modern sporting icons, asking global stars to share their often challenging road to the top. The protagonist of this episode is Jalen Ramsey, interviewed by Taya Popola. Hello and welcome to A Hero's Journey, a podcast collaboration between Gucci and GQ magazine. My name is Tayo Papula and I'm a producer and presenter. Today's guest is Jalen Ramsey, cornerback for the LA Rams who won the Super Bowl in 2022. He started his journey in Tennessee by way of Florida and there's a whole lot of story in between on and off the pitch. But hey, let's hear it from the man himself. Jalen Ramsey, hello. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, thank you. And it's a privilege to be speaking to you. So let's get into it straight away. Where and when did your journey start? I don't know if I could honestly really point to one specific moment. It's just been me embracing the journey throughout. It started in a place called Smyrna for you. Take me back there. Smyrna, Tennessee, it's a small country town right outside of Nashville. That's where I started really coming into my own. That's where I met really all my childhood friends that are still my friends. That's where I really started to evolve and play all the sports that I played growing up. That I used to run around and terrorize with my friends. You know, the same schools are still there. When I first moved to Smyrna, it was maybe five houses in the neighborhood, one restaurant, one gas station. It was straight up country, like two houses down. It was like just pastures and cows. And that was like right up our alley, though, as kids, because, man, we could just go find grass, like go find a pasture and just play football or just race or find any type of games to play. And obviously for like me and my family and friends, it it was mostly football that we gravitated towards. We just find an open field and set up some cones or something, grab a football and go out there. But I'm super proud of Smyrna, Tennessee. I'm super proud of being, you know, kind of a country boy. And you've helped put the place on the map. How did your hometown and the environment there mostly shape you, do you think? Back in those days, you know, we were able to go outside and we saw the streetlights come on, then it was time to get home. But other than that, man, we were we were out in the neighborhood. We were all playing. We were, you know, learning from each other. That probably is how it shaped me the most, just being able to be in that great neighborhood. We all love sports and we all just go outside and either ride our bikes around or play football or kickball or we were just always being creative, finding some games to play. Our parents were always, you know, kind of letting us do that and letting us grow up in our home. I think that's how it shaped me and molded me. When did it hit you, Jalen, that you were really good at this? That football might just be your calling? I am the baby in my family. In our household, we had a specific rule that my dad always told us. He said, if y'all are going to the park, if y'all are going to football, kickball, anything that y'all do, y'all have to be on the same team. Like, I didn't want my brother and my cousin to always have to pick me because it was the family rule. I wanted them to want to pick me because I was going to hold up my end of whatever game we were playing. I, I wanted them to know that 
you know, I'm actually good too. So they would want to pick me before they picked anybody else in the neighborhood. I took a lot of pride in everything I did because I didn't want to let my brother and my cousin down. I didn't want them to feel like, man, we have to pick Jalen right now. I didn't want them to feel like that. I wanted them to be like, yeah, let's pick Jalen because he gonna help us win this game. So that kind of was like a big thing for me. I learned very quickly, like, man, I can keep up with these older guys. I can keep up with my brother and my cousin and everybody else in the neighborhood. I'm pretty good. So once I get with, you know, guys around my age, it should be a little easy for me. I should be dominant. And I had that mindset. And honestly, it just translated at a very early age. I always did that. And I always felt like I was um, one of the better ones. Throughout my journey, I've always... Even still today, I still do it. I always find something that will put a chip on my shoulder. Like I always found something that made me think, oh, they don't believe in me. That gave me the extra edge to continue to work hard and push forward. <laughs> so by the time you've had to do all that draft stuff in the professional game, you're thinking, hey, I've been first pick since I was a kid. I'm used to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was a little bit like that, honestly. Um, throughout my whole journey, like I knew... You know, when it was time to pick a college, I knew I would be able to, going to be able to hold my own at any college that I chose to go to. And same with the NFL, you know, when it was, when it came draft time, I was, I was like, man, I know I, I should be an early, you know, an early pick in this draft because I'm, I'm one of the best ones. You know, even, even through that, like I said, I still put chips on my shoulder. Like, man, maybe I should have been the number one guy or you know, something like that. Even if it didn't make sense, I always found a found something to put a chip on my shoulder, but I, I always had the confidence and that came from my foundation growing up and having to hold my own and knowing I could hold my own against really anybody, guys who were older than me and better than me. So uh, it never really affected me. Was it the guys who were older than you that were your first inspiration? What or who inspired you early in your career? It truly all goes back to my brother. My brother's like three years older than me. I was able to keep up with my brother. Like I was able to compete with him, do things with him. So once I got to new levels, I never worried about, you know, competing against anybody older than me because I knew like, okay, that guy just competed with my brother. and He wasn't as good as my brother. So I know I can keep up with my brother. I can keep up with him. So my brother is, he's like, he was like a big inspiration. Still is to this day. Just seeing him experience everything in life before I got to experience it. He was a great big brother. He still is a great big brother. He was never one of those big brothers that was like, oh, my little brother's annoying, always trying to be around me. He was a big brother who embraced me being around and wanted to show me the ropes, wanted me to be better than him and everything, wanted me to be the best, and he's still the same way. So he is still to this day my biggest inspiration, but he, he definitely was like as I was growing up throughout my whole journey. You're a cornerback, one of the best around. I'm saying one of the best around because I know you need that edge. I heard it. I heard it. Trust me. <laughs> so tell me who the legends were in your position. Who were the defensive backs you looked out for and thought, yeah, one day that's going to be me? Deion Sanders was one of the first guys who made playing defense seem cool. Um, so he was definitely somebody I looked up to. Like He was such a pioneer and uh, you know innovator for the position and, and just – his charisma and his personality and everything that he did from a defensive standpoint, being a superstar, the first of his kind. So him, obviously. Charles Woodson, he's like, still to this day, he's one of my favorite DBs to ever play the game. Just everything he was able to do as well and how he was able to affect the game from the defensive side of the ball. When I was growing up, it was uh, it was Devin Hester. Devin Hester 
he's about to be in the Hall of Fame. When Devin Hester, my favorite team growing up was the Miami Hurricanes, um, and Devin Hester played cornerback for the Miami Hurricanes. He was their cornerback and their punt returner. So he was one of my favorite players, one of the most electric players on my favorite team growing up. So I wanted to I wanted to kind of be just like him for, for the longest in my life. Outside of that, I wanted to be unique in my role, and I wanted to be fierce. And one thing I always told myself, like, growing up was, I, you know, I could play offense, but at some point I'm going to have to get hit. Or I could play defense, and I could be the one hitting people. So that kind of molded me a little bit as well when I was younger. I would rather deliver the blows instead of take them. Those guys are the guys who, you know, have, have been my role models in the past and still are, you know, kind of to this day. I love that attitude of getting your hit in first. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You talked about your brother. You talked about some professionals in your position. Tell me, though, what is the definition of a hero for you? A hero is just somebody who, to me, is doing something out of love. Whatever they're doing within their journey. Like, it's not a burden to them to do. Like, everything they do is out of love. And that's kind of how I always looked at my my dad and my brother and my mom, everybody in my family. You know, I slept a little off and it's an off day. But throughout my day, if I'm really doing everything within love, then, you know, at some point it's going to change around. I'll still be able to affect somebody's day in a positive way um, by just being who I am. The best heroes are not when they do something extraordinary honestly i think the best heroes happen when uh they're just being themselves and the opportunity just presents itself for them to look like a hero and who do you hope to be a hero for anybody i encounter like on a day-to-day basis um anybody i get to have a even if it's a, a brief conversation one minute five minutes you know people get to see what i do on the field but people don't get to experience who i am as a person so People can form opinions and base opinions off of things that they don't know or, or things that they just may see. So it's just when I get to experience somebody in person is when I want to make that impact on somebody. It's not really about anything else for me. I just want people to walk away with a positive impact or even if it's just brightening up somebody's day or making somebody laugh or a joke or anything like that. Do you think becoming a dad has really focused you on becoming a hero to the next generation? Yes, for sure. Becoming a dad has meant everything to me, honestly. And obviously being a dad of, um, you know, three girls right now is is different. So, you know, I've I've grown to have more patience and I definitely have a different perspective when I, you know, come across people. I want them to say, like, Breland, Brooklyn, and Junie's dad, he is a great man. Like, I don't even really want them to call me by my name. I just want to be their dad. You said in the film... Ramsey's are built different. Yep. What do you mean by that? How are Ramsey's different? Principles, well, we stand on what's right, never what's wrong, no matter what. We do stand on having each other's back, uh, loving each other, being accountable, working hard, harder than the rest, being respectful. I, I say that because I say, like, people's definition of cool is different than I feel like the Ramsey's definition of cool is. Like, the Ramsey's definition of cool is, you know, still doing things the right way. We really want to be who we say we are. We don't want to just look it. We want to really be these good people. So we are built different because I feel like, you know, sometimes throughout generations, certain stuff like that can get lost. But, you know, when you when you, when you hold our last name, um, you know, we, we like to be great.
we're not perfect and we never try to say we're perfect, but what we stand on is trying to be, is, is striving for perfection. That's why I say, you know, we just built different. You're known as someone who speaks his truth. So why is that important to you? And even when it brings you heat for being outspoken? Honestly, because I feel like, you know, nowadays people don't live in reality a lot, you know? Like I said, I'm not perfect, but when I speak, I, I like to speak in facts. And the facts of it is, you know, I have been able to do things differently than anybody in history has been able to do certain things. And I've been able to do things that are uh, equivalent to what some of the greats have been able to do and some of the Hall of Famers have been able to do. So, yeah, I'm always going to speak confidently and proudly and I know there's still more to come within my journey like I said I'm a glass half full type person I know there's even more to come and I know that I'm unique why wouldn't I shout all these praises why wouldn't I be happy talk to me about confidence do people often mistake your confidence for arrogance I'm a strong believer in confidence comes from the work you put in so how hard working you are and People may think that, but I would argue that people who really know me and people who are around me, like my teammates, coaches, and sometimes they tell me that I'm not confident enough. And it's funny hearing that because everybody has self-doubt. You have self-doubt. You just have to be brave. And that's what I do, you know, all the time. But man, I have self-doubt sometimes. And I talk to my close friends. They tell me like, yo, you're not confident enough. Do you know how much work you have put in? Do you know how hard you worked this week, this off season, this year? You should have no doubts. The people who actually been around me and been able to see, it's so funny. They're, you know, they, their response is like, yeah, you should be that confident. Or some of them are like, yo, you should be even more confident than you are. Like, if I was you, I would be unstoppable, like, <laughs> with my confidence. When you get to be around me in person and you get to see kind of my effect and, and everything that I do, that's just you know, different viewpoints. And, and that's why I, that never has bothered me because the people who have gotten to experience me know that's what matters to me even more than, you know, just the outside world. And is that the hardest thing about being in the limelight or are there other pressures that stay with you? Uh, there's definitely other pressures, but I would say that may be the hardest because, um, you know, being, being in the limelight, being in my profession, you are in essence a role model and you don't even have to be a role model. Right. So at times that is the hardest thing because, no, I didn't ask to be a role model. But knowing that I am a role model, I want to be a positive role model. Sometimes when things are misread or misconstrued about me um, and then, you know, maybe some of these young kids are, are reading it or seeing it. I don't want those kids to, to think like, you know, that I have a big ego or that I'm arrogant or that it's this way. I want those kids to know. I'm this confident because I put all of this work in. Your emotions are instant and are judged instantly. So how hard is it to keep yourself in check on the pitch? And are you as emotional off the field? That's just the game I play. The game I play football is a very fierce, violent, competitive game. I have to, you know, wear my emotions on my sleeve if I want to be one of the best, you know, be fierce. I have to be a super competitor, you know, sometimes talk some smack try to find my edge. So, um, but that's, you know, that's number five, Baylor Ramsey. You know what I mean? But when I get off the field, like, no, it's, it's, if we're doing something competitive, yes, my competitive nature will come out. 
you know, if I'm at home and my daughters want to have a party or they want me to, you know, paint their nails, then no, it's not the same. I'm just like everybody else. I'm just like all the other girl dads. That's just a football thing. That's just a, that's my profession. And I, and I do know how to separate them. And there's like the switch that I can flip, you know, like a, like a light switch, like on and off. I'm flipping this switch. I'm going to turn into, I'm going to turn into a beast. When I, when I walk off this field and I go see my daughters after the game, I flip that switch back. I'm not. I'm not mad anymore. I'm not angry. So I'm, who needs a cape, right? Your emotions are like your superpower. One hundred percent. Outside of when I'm flipped that switch to to do my profession at a at an elite level, I'm just like everybody else. Okay, let's get to the fun bit. You won the Super Bowl. Yes, I did. You won the Super Bowl. Tell us who haven't what that feels like. And how did it change how you looked at your world? Yeah, honestly, it it was, it took a while to process because, you know, I had accomplished so much in my life and in my profession before the Super Bowl. I had accomplished, I had all pros. I got the Pro Bowls, got everything. So the only like thing that I did not have that, you know, all the other greats um, who I've all looked up to was the Super Bowl. So it took me a while to process it and, and, you know, realize like, man, I'm really on the way to where I'm, where I really want to be. Like I'm in that realm now. And it was just an amazing feeling. It's still an amazing feeling, but still to this day, like when I think about that moment last year, I still feel great joy. I have that under my belt. And, and it also did something that I didn't, I didn't really know that it would do. Just put another fire in me to just want to do it again a mean fire in my heart to do it again for other guys, other teammates, to be able to have that as well. This Super Bowl has come from all of these years of hard work and everything that I put in to everything that I've been doing, and now it's paying off, and it came together. It did do something different, like, that I didn't expect it to do. I'm expecting it to be like, man, I'm... This is this is the pinnacle. I've done everything else. This is the pinnacle, though. I'm done. But it did something else. It just it just made me want to go even harder. Well, like you said in the film, you're only just getting started. I'm just getting started. That is the truth. So what's next for Jalen Ramsey? Another Pro Bowl? Another Super Bowl? Are you the type who shares his dreams out loud? Probably like five years ago, I stopped making specific goals because I found out that it would mess with my enjoyment of the process. So I started to fall in love with the process instead of the result, instead of the goal. You know, I still have desires and and things that I look forward to and want to accomplish, but I found myself, you know, I'm happier when I fall in love with the journey and the process, like everything that goes on to get to whatever I'm trying to get to. When I fall in love with that, that's when I enjoy what I'm doing the most. And that's when I'm able to affect people in the best ways possible. So I'm just going to continue doing that. That's like what's most important to me. Falling in love with the process, affecting people in a positive way, and then the results, the results will come. I'm a a, a strong believer that the results will come because of doing doing something right away. What message would you have for the 14-year-old Jalen Ramsey? For whatever you're passionate about or whatever you love, embrace it. Whether it's good or bad, embrace it because it's all part of a bigger plan. It's all part of a of a journey that will lead you to where you will um, want to be. So if you're in the midst of 
some troubling times, embrace it and go harder. And once you get through it, you'll be 10 times happier because you embraced every single part of it and really enjoy those times where things are going really good for you. Don't take it for granted. The 14 year old Jalen, uh, just 20 year old, anybody. Just embrace your journey. Thank you for listening. To discover more about a hero's journey, please read the episode's notes.